What's up, everybody? This is the Toy Photographers Podcast, episode one. So excited to be here. This is 112 Collective doing an interview with Spencer Witt. Everybody give him a warm welcome on Instagram Live, guys. So excited to have you on here, man. It's a pleasure. You and I kind of go back a little ways. We've been knowing each other now for how long has it been? Has it been a year? It's been a while since you've had your 112 Collective and then also going on before You've been like a serious supporter of 112, and I just appreciate that, man. You've always been so interactive, and that means a lot to me, man. So I'm excited to get this podcast started here tonight. First question, what exactly got you started in toy photography? Well, that's a great question. I got started with toy photography right with Force Awakens coming out, 2015. At that time, I was commuting to law school at the time. On the train, I just would just be on Instagram, and I just, just saw people posting pics of Star Wars figures. I believe I saw a lot of Thoth models, Captain Chaos, Sergeant Bananas, and then just the Star Wars The Black Series account made four or five years ago. Just started following that, and I was like, I think that's cool, and I wanted to start doing it. And then kind of with Force Friday kind of reigniting my passion and wanted to start collecting action figures again and kind of how kind of how I got into it you're not really saying that like nothing Batman related got you into growing growing up uh, Batman was was always my favorite I mean Batman and Star Wars were always my like my number my, my favorite things and but it was Star Wars that got me into toy photography and for the first little bit, that was mainly what I did. But awesome. but then started doing other things. Do you feel like the Black Series line is kind of like a gateway drug? <laughs> and yeah, it's a, it's and they've only gotten better. Right, I know. You started very close to when I started doing toy photography on Instagram. I remember seeing your account and Jason Yang from Work More or Less, and also. Isaiah Takahashi, all three of you guys started around the same time that I did. And I remember just like owning those figures and like just was blown away by the articulation. And, you know, as a kid, you have figures, but like the Black Series to me was just so great. And now they've just gotten even better. So, I know, agreed. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Did you ever feel like when you started out that you were going to be as big as you are? <laughs> no, no, I had no idea what was going to happen. I just, I thought it was a fun thing. I thought it was cool seeing Star Wars figures look, you know, toys look real. And so it's just kind of been going from there. It's been kind of crazy what's happened over the last few years. And Yeah, dude, you've gotten a lot of opportunities, like with toy photography that you, I mean, you personally consider this a hobby, right? Yeah, yeah, it's still just a hobby. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So you're not getting like millions right now, correct? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I don't okay. know if anyone is <laughs> toy I know, photography, but I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of people that maybe don't know the community and who probably jump in late and they're like thinking everybody's you know making. I'm, I'm sure there's some people out there that are, but you know, it's it's the few and far between. So that's cool, man. So this started more of a a passion project, and then you got some more opportunities as it came along. Um, yeah. What kind of inspired you to get on Instagram in the first place? Like, do you remember that? Um, I mean, I had a personal account, and I, I don't know how I stumbled upon it. I mean, like I said, I was I was on the train commuting to school. I'm sure it was 
saw something Star Wars because Star Wars was coming out soon, and then saw found Star Wars the Black Series account, and was like, "Well, there are people who take pictures of toys, and they look really cool. I want to do it." Yeah, and that's kind of how I started doing it. And so, what do you think kind of like gave you that inspiration to like up your game? Like, you know, when you first started out, you were doing a lot of portraits and you were doing a lot of different things. Like, what do you think like kind of inspired you to get more diverse setups and stuff? Um, I mean, I think that's just is part, you know, as an artist, just growing and trying to be better and trying new things. And, you know, starting off, it was it was definitely very basic if you go back and look at my first posts they're very basic and but and then i live i live in utah and utah has, has beautiful uh landscapes and i do have i did have a background in landscape photography beforehand so i, I did know oh. i did do photography and so a little bit not not a whole lot but and so that's kind of what merged and a lot of my stuff before was star wars and landscapes because you know that's was was fun with Star Wars. You could yeah you could shoot them in the real world, and there's so much you know, especially stormtroopers and you know bounty hunters, because there's so much of them we don't know on screen that doesn't happen, but you know what's happening in the world. So that that now that's kind of my background with with photography, and and then kind of wanted it started that way, lot shooting outdoors, um, and then you know would go remember first couple times my wife and I would go camping at some national parks and I brought some figures and you know people would stare at me but you know that's like a, <laughs> a lot of a lot of my first early shots yeah and then and then as things change you know shooting outdoors putting a trooper on the ground was fun but it was you know there's only so many shots you can do like that without having it look the same over and over again and right and so then I wanted to, you know, then I found the Mezco 112 line and wanted to do a lot more comic book stuff and Batman talk, stuff. Let's talk about that. So when did you yeah. first discover Mezco? Um, I, the first Mezco I ever, I got was the first release of the Joker. Um, okay. so I'm trying to figure out, might have been, I think it was early 2017 okay so two years ago two years ago maybe it's 20 but I, I remember i had seen the dark knight returns batman and wanted to get him did you stumble upon them through like at a comic shop or did you discover them through like instagram how did you it discover was, it was on instagram i'm pretty sure I saw people posting and you know i mean back then it was really just the first one was batman dark knight returns wasn't very many of him. So you basically just kind of just stumbled across Mezco, as yeah. did I, as did yeah. I, just kind of just fell in love. I actually got to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Bill Junowski over at the Dork Lair. If you're not listening to those guys, they have an amazing podcast. So shout out to Bill. He actually kind of got me really hooked on Mezco because he was just speaking so highly of the figures themselves. And I know once I started hearing reviews and, you know, started doing a little bit of research, I was like, okay, these guys are like top notch figures. Like it's almost like hot toys scaled down. So what do you feel like is, uh, is your favorite thing about Mezco? I'll talk a little bit before, before I got my first Mezco. So I, I did get a hot toys before Mezco and I loved hot toys. Okay. I love, I love the cloth. I love that they look so much more realistic couldn't see joints but with hot toys and other one six scale figures you're shooting in one six 
and they're bigger figures even though they look beautiful and you any shot you take of them they look amazing but they're definitely different and then agree what richie said best thing about mezco is batman and and so that's where i found you know the best batman figures really were just mezco and other comic book figures and just came from there and i just i loved the they just having them in hand they just the quality is amazing it just feels like you know a collector's item that's actually worth the money you're paying with and i don't know i'm i'm not a huge fan of the japanese import figures like sh figuarts or other bandai I, I know a lot of people love them and i don't have that many but it just was so hard for me to want to justify like the price point on those mm. when it still looks like a toy and versus then when mezco just with the cloth and they just looked so great i can totally like just sympathize with you man it's it's a never-ending addiction once you start with the mezco line because a lot of it is kind of playing catch-up if you start now because there's so many amazing figures that they just don't release or haven't. I'm not going to say they don't because you never know. Um, they haven't re-released anything that they've done so far. So Yeah, I don't think they will. You never know. They'll do variants, but they'll never do the same thing. I mean, it's very similar. I mean, Hot Toys. I guess Hot mm -hmm. Toys does re-release them, but it's always a different. But yeah. I, uh, I don't think Mezco will re-release. But I think yeah. they've said before that they probably won't. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean they won't reimagine a figure like with Supreme Knight coming out, which is very similar to Dark Knight Returns Batman True. on their own take. But so, I mean, they might. I, I don't think they will, though. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I'm, I guess, a person who likes to shoot for the moon. So I'm hoping they re-release some of those figures <laughs> that I missed out on a long time ago. <laughs> which figure? Which figure specifically? Oh, um, there's a few of them, man. There is... Any of the Dark Knight Returns stuff, I would love to be able to jump on at a retail price. Um, you know, well, any, yeah. any of the Punishers, I would love to jump on at retail price. Uh, I missed out on the exclusive last year. My, For some reason, my phone just didn't refresh. And so I the site crashed, and I didn't get to pre-order the Punisher for last year's SDCC. But yeah, yeah. any anything like related yeah. to Punisher or Batman. All right, so tell me about where you're located and how that kind of affects your toy photography. Cause I know I see a lot of outdoor stuff. Is it really, is it a locational thing? Are you able to go out like right out your back door and just be able to shoot toys or is it, you have to like travel? Like how's it, how's your setup with that? Yeah. So I am, I'm, I'm from living in Salt Lake city, Utah. I, I do do some shots in my backyard. I haven't shot as much outdoors as I have in the past. Uh, other places like, my old apartment we used to live at I went, had a good spot which I would go to um, but it's you know having a home having a, a little a little baby it makes it harder to to get out as yeah much. for sure for sure and so um, that's when you know I still try to get out as much as I can and and I do have, have some local friends that we do meet up every once in a while and go shoot some nice. toys and but it's still not as much as we have in the past. But that's why I do a lot more indoor photos than outdoor recently. But every time I go on vacation, I tend to pack a few figures and try to get some shots there. Do you feel yeah. like you shoot better or worse with other people around? Uh, like, do you, I don't know. Like, do you feel the pressure? Like, do you feel like <laughs> someone's inspiring you or do you feel like they're kind of distracting? 
Um, yeah, I think it's probably a little both. I mean, you want to hang out and talk to the people because, you know, you don't, not everyone you interact with on a day-to-day basis has the same passions as you do. And so it's fun when you're in a group of people that actually do. And, and so you want to shoot and see what they're doing, but then, you know, you also want to just chat. And so, but it's, you know, it, it's fun working with other people and, and I've shot with quite a handful of photographers, you know, around here. And then also like I've met when we went, when I've gone to Comic-Con the last couple of years, we've, we've tried to do a little shoot every time we've gone and it's fun to work with other people and help out and see what they're going for. It's, it's definitely a fun experience. And if you haven't done it with anyone near you, I'd recommend trying to find a group of people that can, that's so awesome. Come shoot with you. I'm, I'm just a tad bit envious because I don't have anybody in my vicinity that I know of that does any toy photography. So that's so cool. I can definitely uh, give a shout out to my wife who's helped me many times with some lighting setups. <laughs> definitely. I've had to, I've had to call her in and say, Hey, can you hold this flashlight? <laughs> so yeah. Does your wife help you at all with any setups? <laughs> she did at the very beginning, um, a little bit here and there. And she taught me a lot with photo editing and Photoshop stuff. Cause she's a graphic designer. So oh, she's nice. very familiar with Adobe products. And so she's helped me quite a bit. That is awesome. I didn't know that. Do you want to talk about your day job? and Does that affect your toy photography at all? So I'm an attorney. Um, don't do the creative stuff like this day to day. You know, it's good to have a, a job where you work and then have a hobby and creative outlet. And so it's, it's definitely fun. So this is more like just you being able to breathe and just get out there and just not focus on your day job and just get a little creative and, you know, enjoy yourself a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Let's say someone came to you, whether it was a, maybe it was an investor and just said, Hey, I love your content. You know, I want to give you an opportunity. What would be the price tag for you to become a professional toy photographer? <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> what I would, you know, you have to be uh, able to support my family and myself. And right, right, right. So, you know, that's, so if it, that's would you do it, it though? Like if you I legitimately... Mean, if it was taking what I'm making now, then definitely. But I, really? I doubt, I doubt that it would ever happen. Well, I mean, no. you never know, dude. Never, never know. know. Never know. So let's uh, transition into another topic. One of my favorite pictures that you've done, um, and this is with the Rorschach from The Watchmen. Which figure is this, man? So it's the Play Arts Kai version. Okay. Did you pick that up in the aftermarket, or did you get that at retail? Um, I actually got it through a trade from someone. I traded a figure for him. What's the size of those figures? I've never personally shot any. Like he's like one ninth, maybe one tenth, okay. probably one more one eighth. So he's probably ten inches tall. Okay. So you'll see him compared to other oh, six inch figures. So he's definitely bigger. Pretty big. Yeah, he's not as big as Hot Toys. I was yeah. wondering because there's a lot of detail in that figure, and I was yeah, just kind of like, it's a pretty cool figure because I'm a huge fan of the the comic book The Watchmen. You excited about the show? I am. I am. Look, it's it definitely going to be interesting to see what they do with it cuz it's not it's not an adaptation. It's like a sequel, so it's kind of going to be interesting to see how oh, how they I didn't do. know that. Yeah, so it's not an adaptation of the book. It's taking the book and kind of it's like a sequel continuation, but so it's definitely going to be interesting. All right, since you're looking at your collection right now, let's talk about figures, man. So, like, what your collection is looking like. Like, what, yeah. 
what you want to do with it. Like, do you want to keep collecting? I mean, I can see a lot of figures there, so. Yeah, got a lot of figures here. So a lot of Star Wars, the Black Series. That's kind of, I think, the bulk of my collection. And more Star Wars over here. I got a couple of hot toys in there. For the people on the podcast, why don't you go ahead and tell them what we're seeing here. So, yeah, I've got, in one case, I've got the first top shelf is uh, my Bounty Hunter collection with Hot Toys Boba Fett, and then the Black Series Bounty Hunters. Got the Hot Toys Sand Trooper, Kylo Ren, Yoda, and then the Samurai Darth Maul. Then I've got some more Black Series Jedi down here. And then this is in my rest of my Black Series collection, Troopers, Rebels, Sith, First Order, and then kind of a random collection shelf up here, some Marvel Legends, Mythic legions NECA, old uh sauron lord of the rings figures from 15 years ago when i saw you do some lord of the rings stuff i was like okay we can be friends now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd say you know lord of the rings I've, i'm a huge fantasy fan too so nice batman star wars are kind of my jam so for everybody on the podcast that's just kind of listening in so we're, what we're seeing here is just a beautiful display of multiple ikea detolfs and spencer's got a just an incredible setup he's very uh specific about the way he sets up his his figures and so it's a beautiful collection man you've done a really great job and uh that i think honestly that is one of the better setups i've seen and also that probably helps you kind of plan out shots don't you say like when you're looking at them in your case yeah like, yeah it definitely helps me know yeah. what i have and that i have so many figures that i haven't shot yet and i need to shoot and <laughs> yeah that kind of gets us all when we're toy photographers we end up, end up picking up a lot of stuff and then we forget about something because we get excited about one specific figure and then we're like oh i forgot all about this one and then you bust it out and it's like falling in love all over again there's my dog zoe hey zoe Beautiful dog. Tell everybody about your dog. Uh, she's an Australian Shepherd. She's got a lot of energy, and she's so a good dog. Where'd you get her? Um, actually, a neighbor of my parents. They bred their dog and had puppies, and so we, we got one. I've seen I've seen some some photos. I don't remember when it was, but you had some like toy photos with Zoe. Is that right? Yeah, I did a while ago. I did a couple shots with the Sphero BB-8. Because they did, it was a couple years ago, they were doing a campaign where they were trying to pick a pet spokesperson or something, but we didn't win. <laughs> you were hoping Zoe was going to be like the spokesperson of Spiro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a yeah. weird thing, right? Like thinking about how animals can become Instagram famous. I know, right? Oh my gosh. When it comes down to it, man, what is your preferred camera of choice? So I currently use a Sony A7 Mark II. I used to shoot with a Nikon. I wanted to go full frame. Yep. Did some research. And my brother actually does a lot of landscape photography too. And he has a Sony. And so I kind of liked Sony. I like that it's light, full frame. And I like the mirrorless aspect. I love the, my biggest, my favorite feature is like the digital viewfinder. Yeah, tell everybody about that. Probably my favorite thing with the with the mirrorless is the digital viewfinder so, where it allows you to see instantly what your camera settings are and what the shot's going to look like. So for people that aren't really uh, toy photographers that are just listening in, when you're shooting with a regular DSLR camera, you're not able to see what the shot actually looks like through the viewfinder. So yeah, so like when you look through regular DSLR, you look through the viewfinder, you see what the setup looks like, but you don't know if your settings are correct or not. 
right. or, or what it's going to look like. The DSLR, though, you have, I mean, with the mirrorless, changes your settings depending on, it shows you what your settings what it's going to look like real time uh, real time so like yeah. i've got this is like my my shot right here just in my my room and you can mm -hmm. see there f 2.8 and then the shutter speed and iso right there and if i want to change my f stop or my i want to change my f stop higher than f 2.8 you see it getting darker already yeah that's so, so nice. it shows you what it's going to look like right before you shoot and so it really is really is convenient and the same with like shutter speed yeah, I'm decreasing, increasing the shutter speed. It's getting darker. You can see there, decrease it. Would you say that you're able to get like a much more raw image than you are with a mirror? Well, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I'm at, you know, that's the thing. Cameras these days are so good mm. and you can get good photos with anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think mirrorless is probably the way of the future. You know, more and more will be mirrorless just because it's, I think it probably, it probably is slightly better, but I mean, you can still get great things without with having a mirror so yeah for sure and also just the fact that it's so much lighter that you know you can yeah it's it's just it's light it's compact um because that's the thing uh, you know you, you get big nikon canon cameras that are great cameras but great great pictures but your camera's just heavier <laughs> especially when you get the higher end it's just bigger camera I, I, I like it, and I, the, the lens I mainly use is a 50 millimeter macro. Um, I want to get an, the 90 millimeter macro. It's kind of my next one I'm going to go for, I think, this year. Can you break that down for somebody who doesn't understand what the, the millimeters and stuff is? Yeah, so a millimeter is like the focal length. The, the bigger the number, it's more, more of a zoom. I mean, closer, you have to be farther away from your subjects, and it also affects like the depth of field of the photo. <laughs> Hard to explain. I don't no, know. No, you're doing great. You're doing, doing you're doing great, man. Yeah. Um, so a fifty is pretty is is a pretty good all around lens, and that's what I kind of went with it. When yeah. I bought when I bought the camera, I didn't have the money to. The ninety millimeter was like twice as much as the fifty millimeter, and I was like, oh, fifty millimeter is a pretty standard lens, and you can use it for macro if you want, or it's just a good basic all around lens. And so, well, are you happy with it? Do you feel like it was worth the money? Yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed it, and it's already I've already had it for several, almost a couple of years now. So, so my the fifty millimeter f two point eight is what it is. Control how fast you want the shutter to go. You know, for example, if you were going to do like an action shot and you wanted to catch fireworks. Uh, fireworks or dirt it's you have to have a really fast shutter speed right and you're able to get into that action and be able to capture that firework as it explodes and you're able yeah. to see the individual sparks and as you might see it in slow motion so that that's one of the great features of that exactly um, i'm gonna jump into some questions that people kind of posted on here for the instagram live so dark underscore star killer says who would win in a fight Darth Vader or Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> so he's fighting himself, I guess. Yeah, fighting himself. I mean. Wow. Who do you, who would win? I guess probably Darth Vader. Yeah, he's, he's got he's got he's got less to lose. Yeah, he's he's meaner. He's a lot meaner than Anakin. Yeah. All right. So Jeffa Oliviera, okay, says vote. What's the best Mesco Dark Knight version? Yeah, I think that's personal preference. I think the <laughs> I think the PRCC one is my favorite. So the dark blue with the blue, with the oval and the yellow symbol. Yeah. Um, but I like my version, which is the MDX, the exclusive, which is the dark blue with the big black 
I I'm not a huge fan of the the the, the light blue. It's just it just doesn't. I don't know. I mean, it's very it's it's kind of straight out of the comic book, so I understand it, but right. I just like the darker blue version. Hey, everybody's got their preference, man. I mean, yeah. that's that's why and, it's and, Mezco. And the darker blues are more expensive too, so. That's the great thing about Mezco is that if you don't like a Mezco figure, you might just get another variant and love that figure. They have a lot of variants. They do. They do. So I got another question actually from someone who jumped on the Instagram live earlier this morning. Jordan Aja asked, what is your favorite movie character? Batman. (laughs) So which Batman? So like, are we talking like Keaton? Are we talking, uh, Bale, or are we talking? Who are we talking? My favorite on-screen Batman is Ben Affleck. Nice. Or Batman the animated series. Nice. So for the cartoon um, is a. Uh... Yeah, I, I I don't know. Like I love you know I think Christian Bale is a great Batman. And those movies are great. I I you know I my personal preference of Batman is one who's who has struggles, who isn't just an idealistic person who's perfect. You know he's also kind of messed up. You know he's dressing up as a bat, and so. <laughs> You know, you have your values and you want to avenge your parents' death and everything and save Gotham, but he's going to be a little crazy, so. Yeah, he definitely has a, a bent towards insanity, just, just a little bit. So, how many dioramas have you used? And this question was by Red Lightning. I've got quite a few. I use a lot of the Veneca street dio a lot. I have two of them. Nice. And you can see a setup that I did earlier this week that I haven't taken down. Okay. I have... Quite a few extreme sets, and then I've also got this beautiful beauty up there <laughs> from yours truly, the good old Dagobah Customs up there, the Smuggler's Retreat Deluxe Edition. Nice. And then I do have the Space Wall from GTP Toys, and they were they were probably but they're my first dial that I got. They are great. They've got some exciting stuff coming up in the future, so it's gonna be cool. So you probably got like with those extreme sets, like probably over ten. You think? 10 dioramas? Yeah, probably 10. Probably 10 extreme sets. Oh, yeah. So organized. This is my beautiful room. So everybody um, that's on the podcast, Spencer has a just super organized, beautiful room for toy photography. (laughs) Yeah, I I look at where I have an office. I can do this. I mean, but you worked hard for it, though. You know, you did. This is something that you enjoy because you, you worked hard for it and you can enjoy it. It's true. All right, so the last question is uh, from Red Lightning again, is what is the most expensive figure that you own? Most and, expensive or like the one that's worth the most? I Yeah, they said uh, both retail and aftermarket, so you can do two different versions. I mean, so retail, most expensive is probably one of the hot toys, probably the Boba Fett. Probably my most valuable figure, I would say, is my Mezco exclusive Dark Knight Returns. It's probably the most valuable. And how much is that in the aftermarket? I think he's between three to four hundred, maybe more. Yeah. But then, but then I've got other ones. You know, Shazam's worth quite a lot. Uh, Superman and then MDX Joker too. He's a he's a valuable one. Yes, he is. I just uh, saw Shazam actually for the first time yesterday. I loved it. Yeah, I actually got this from good old good old friend Neronian over here. Shazam and Flash. So shout out to my good old bud. Hey Jesse, Jesse. thanks for hopping on the Instagram live, buddy. Um, looking forward to our interview soon, man. All right, so that is all the questions we have for the community questions, and I'm just kind of just gonna open it up, and we can talk about you know whatever you'd like to talk about, Spencer, and you know as far as my kind of. Uh, 
take on the toy photography community. It is one of the most enjoyable uh, communities I've ever been a part of. And I just personally, you know, love interacting with everybody on here. It's, it's something that you just don't really find. You know, it's something once you find it and you stick with it. Of course, with every community, there's always going to be negativity. There's always going to be people that are going to be finding things to be upset about. But for the most part, for the majority, like people that have stuck with it for a long time, like they have such an incredible spirit about them. And they're just, you know, putting art out there at such a level that just inspires me, inspires everybody that that is able to you know, consume that content. Um, what is your kind of like experience with the toy community? And what do you think maybe could be either addressed or what do you enjoy about it? What do you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean... I think it's a really fun community because, you know, most people day to day life, you know, don't enjoy what we enjoy. You know, that's the thing. A lot of people love, you know, comic book culture, you know, especially with the Marvel movies, but you know, very few people are out there collecting figures. And then on top of that, shooting the figures with, you know, in toy photography. So it's just a very small group. Mm. And it's just fun to talk to people that, you know, and interact with people that have the same hobby as you under you know because very few people understand you know unless someone who collects mezco or even like black series or any kind of figure whatever it is you collect unless they collect it with you other people aren't going to understand it you know they're not going to understand well, why does the figure cost so much what's the difference between this one and that one and and why do you have to get it now why do you you know like why do you pre-order what's going on and there's just so much you know it's just it's just fun having a group of people who have the same you know, like the same things as you do. And yeah. that's why, that's why it's so fun whenever you have a chance to meet up with someone in person who actually enjoys the same thing as you do. It's, it's just it's it's amazing. Fun. I mean, it is one yeah. of the most enjoyable parts for me besides the toy photography itself is the community, you know, yeah. like being with like-minded people on the internet is, especially when it's as positive as the toy community can be. Um, you just, I leave, you know, when I close my app, you know, whenever I'm finished and I've got my schedule going on and I close my app and I just feel inspired, man. I, I, you know, I watch everybody's posts. I got, you know, there's a lot of people that I have notifications set on, so I don't miss any of their posts. I want to be able to just, you know, you know, be able to appreciate what they're putting out. And that inspires me on a daily basis. And so many people, uh, kind of don't, like you said, don't have that opportunity like this toy community that we have kind of formed, like they don't have that community. And it's honestly a sad thing to th when you think about it, because if I didn't have the toy photography thing in my life, honestly, like, and it's been a few years now since I've been a part of it, like I would have a huge hole, honestly. I think I don't yeah. know where, I don't know where I would really fill that hole. You know, it can be a positive and a negative. So you can definitely get a little too obsessed at times and everybody does, you know, and learning how to in moderation, enjoy it and not be, you know, thinking about it at the dinner table and being with your family. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I've been working lately about just being present, you know, when you're with your family and not focusing on toys and, you know, because as a artist and as someone that's very focused on something like the toy photography community, toy photography itself, you know, you can get really single-minded and just focusing on it all day. And yeah. that can get exhausting for people that don't have that kind of passion. So it's true. Um, yeah. What do you think about like taking a break from toy photography? Do you ever see yourself taking a break? I don't know whether like I'm going to formally announce, say I'm not going to shoot anymore, but I mean, there are times where 
you know, weeks where I don't get to shoot or you don't mm. get to post, you know, or, or you go down, sometimes I come down here, like time to shoot, but then there's like, I don't know, sometimes I'm not feeling that I want to do it, shoot anything. So then I just, you know, you just move on and don't, don't shoot. And but then you wait and then something will pop in your head and you want to shoot and then you go and go and do it. So, I mean, right now in the foreseeable future, I don't see anything like stopping altogether. I mean, you know, definitely, I think it's good to step back and take some time to not worry about posting every single day i mean i remember a few years ago and i it was always like i have to post i have to post every single day you have to take photos and you have to keep up with everybody and oh someone's mm. posting this photo i have to post one too and but that's when it gets exhausting with the with the like you were talking about and and you know some people can shoot and put out good content every day and you know other people i can't i personally can't and i don't right. have time to personally do that and Right, and so it's so that's something that too over the years I've my photos is focusing more more on the art versus you know trying to get quality versus quantity because I mean especially you know, with Star Wars photography, there's so many shots I've done and with what you put a trooper on the ground like it looks great, but then it's forget about it and move on. There's nothing else, nothing memorable about what you're trying to do and going into I think what makes you know there's definitely varying levels of toy photography and different kinds of art or group within toy photography and that's one thing I love about it is there's so much variety of what you can do and you know no one has one right way of toy photography but there's so much you can do and explore and try to push yourselves creatively and and so it's I, I, I really enjoy the art form it's very much you know I think very similar to the other kinds of fan art and you know comic books and it's definitely great I love it, man. I love the fact that you're so like aware of, you know, your hobby and that you're aware of the fact that you used to be in a competitive spirit about it. And, you know, that can be so dangerous for your passions. Like, yeah, you want a healthy competition to, you know, pursue excellence because you want to get better your craft and better the things that you enjoy because, you know, the pursuit of excellence is, you know, it's enjoyable. It's enjoy to get good at what you do and to enjoy excellent art. But when you're doing it in a way that's kind of like trying to keep up with the Joneses, it's, you know, it gets exhausting because then you're not doing it because you love it. You're doing it because you're trying to beat the next big toy photographer out there. And that's, I've seen a lot of that, man. And that, that's kind of a, it's kind of a sad place to be, man. If anybody's out there that's kind of listening to this and you're just feeling exhausted with toy photography, but you've been doing it for years and you're just kind of like, man, I'm ready to get out of the game. Like, just kind of just take a step back and reevaluate, you know, just kind of say, you know, why do I do this? What was the reason I've started toy photography? And realize that storytelling is, you know, in its essence is really simple. You know, when you want to tell a story and you want to send a message, you know, toy photography can be one of the best mediums for storytelling. And you, yeah. like you, like you said, Spencer, like, you know, you remember those photos that told a story Versus just sticking a figure on the ground and just, you know, blowing it up. Like, I mean, yeah, of course, it's amazing. It's enjoyable when you do it. But, you know, you remember those photos that told a story. And maybe, I'm not saying blowing up stuff, you can't tell a story. Because, of course, you can. But I'm just saying. Yeah, I agree. You know, there's definitely photos that you look at, like, they're great photos. But then you scroll on to the next one and you've already forgotten the, the first one. And, you know, I think... Even with my own self, and I, there's a handful of my photos that are like that, where you know they they look good, but then it's nothing memorable. And the ones that stick out to me are the ones that you're telling a story, you're doing something 
unique with the figures. It's it's definitely that's where I think where the real art comes in play and real creativity and definitely more creative people out there than myself. But hey, you got to give yourself I, credit, man. You got to give yourself credit where credit's due, man. You've been doing some amazing stuff, and I want. Yeah, I mean, you really have. Like, I mean, just the fact that you are consistent and the fact that you're so uh, approachable and respectful with your toy photography. I mean, I love having you on the podcast as the first, you know, interview mm-hmm. interviewee. So, I mean, it's just an honor yeah, for me, man. It's an honor and, for me, too. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's a community, man. Like, we're not celebrities. Like, we're, we're not famous people. But, I mean, our our art is famous in a sense. You know, the, way, the things that we do affects and influences a lot of people. And sometimes people that are very influential themselves. So... In a sense, we are making a difference, and through storytelling, through art, we can tell the story that we, you know, desire to tell. And that's one of the things that I wanted to really have as the main kind of hashtag and also our motto for the Toy Photographer Podcast is that we are storytellers. We are people that are telling stories. We are people that are, you know, sending a message. And you know, the message is, hey, you can have fun at this, man. You can enjoy it. You can. You can go as far as you want to go. I mean, the, the sky is the limit when it comes to toy photography. I've seen, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of images. And, you know, the ones that stick out to me are the ones that told a story. Tell everybody where they can find you on the social media and uh, let them know where they can connect with you, man. Yeah, I'm at SwitPix. Got Instagram. I have Facebook and Twitter, but mainly just Instagram. Awesome. And, yeah. Awesome. And you can find me at 1.12.collective. Also, you can find me on my personal account at Dagoba underscore days. And you can find the Toy Photographers podcast at Toy Photocast. And everybody, just remember that we actually are storytellers. So go out there, enjoy yourself, and just have a good time, man. All right. Peace.